of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Morning Hookup. On ESPN Lincoln. Good morning, Lincoln, Nebraska. Happy Hump Day. Welcome to the morning hookup. Bill Hux, Will Wilson, back, middle of the week. Feeling great. Hope you're off to a great start. Get over that hump. You can see the weekend in front of you now. Let's get through today. You can just start to see it. You can also start to see tonight the flow of traffic down to Pinnacle Bank Arena. Huskers tonight in a midweek clash with the Wildcats of Northwestern. Wow. I, I hate to admit it, but I'm worried. Don't be worried. I'm a little worried about well, tonight. In, in a few minutes, Robin Wash is going to come on and tell us why we shouldn't be. I have a concern for Robin Washit, so I'll uh, make sure that um, I express that when he comes on the air with us today. I have a concern. I'm sure Coach Hoiberg has a concern for Robin Washit, too. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm concerned. But we'll talk Husker Hoop to Robin Washit coming up. Also, we were gonna have, we'll have our next daily parlay for everyone. We'll update you on how terrible we did last night on it. But I want to talk about part of the parlay in a bad beat if we steered you in the wrong direction in a game this is the slight like possessions or free throws that could cost you that's why it's called gambling <laughs> good point <laughs> but it's for entertainment person only right now so it's you know what's training at 10 also today brian munson at ten twenty. what a day to have brian munson there's so many questions getting through numbers what this commit means. Holy Christmas. Yeah, and I want to ask him, because, you know, everybody's talking about the the scholarship limit and how we're mm-hmm. over it. But I think that may not matter, and it's because of NIL. Yeah, you've got to wait. There's so many other opportunities. And, again, you, I, mean, I know we've brought this up. They could be at 100 right now. But it, nothing matters until August. That's when it matters. We're not even through the next phase of transfer portal. You know, mm-hmm. we're not there yet. Yeah. So there's right. so much more with that. We'll be able to talk to Mr. Munson about it. Again, like I said, we have Robin Washington. And there's more chances for you. Go to ESPNLincoln.com. New year, new cash. Right? So mm-hmm. real simple. Boop. Put in your information. You never know. You might win 2K. Just like that. Also, if you have questions today, call us. Tweet at us. 402-466-3776. 402-466-ESPN. Or tweet at us at ESPN Hooks at Willie on the radio. You good over there? You set? You this, ready to rock? Yeah, this might be the earliest we call Robin. Do we need to call him? I, let's give him one minute. Okay. One minute. Okay. I know he's getting settled. He's getting the Well, you know. I was uh I was doing a game last night. Yeah. I was over at Southeast. East at Southeast. Now, on paper, this game was gonna be really good. Yeah. And all Lincoln basketball games have been really good. Well, you got a packed house, pretty good crowd. Yeah, good crowd good last crowd. night at East. No, 
Southies mm-hmm. at Southies. Yep, it was it was you know a good game for the first two minutes, and then Southeast just got a big lead. Gave them the they, business. Oh yeah, they gave them business gave all them the, night, all night long. So Southeast played great. They are looking really good lately. Nice. Southeast nice. is. Is it tough for you? I know you're a true professional, uh, just because you I mean, you guys do such a great job calling these games. But a lot of the times, all of you are local, and you end up calling your alma mater. Yeah, like at East. Yeah, you're an, yeah. I mean, you're you know you're a Spartan. Yep. Moats went to the northeast. northeast. Elijah went to southeast. Schmitty, I don't know where he's from. He, he wasn't a pious kid, was he? I can't remember. They're all local, but I just always wonder if it's like you're looking around and you're like your fandom. Of yeah, your school. I mean, obviously, you're not supposed to let you that can't. show. You can't let the bias show. But I don't honestly. I don't really. I don't really care in a way. You're just like a true professor, you're calling the game. Well, I when I was in high school, I knew players on the team. They were my buddies. But yeah. now, I don't know. You're so far I, I'm removed. Not personal with anybody on the yeah, team. Yeah, you're removed from it. Now. You know, I just find that interesting because I know that you know. And Moat's been doing. You guys have been doing this a long time, but Moat's does a lot of the Northeast games. You know, or yeah. Elijah at Southeast. Well, if I'm doing the game, if I'm doing an East game, obviously I'm kind of rooting for them yeah. on the inside, but I don't let it show on the broadcast. Yeah. That's why I find it difficult when we talk to Robin, uh, the fact that he sits up on media row and you can't, like you're not even in red. You're not in Husker gear, right? Because you're partial. You're writing articles. You're keeping stats and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. I'm sure you and I could sit over there, but it would be no way in what name the word i could not be a fan sitting over there oh my god that's why i sit two sections away in my seat right you get kicked out of media row <laughs> yeah and i couldn't have a cocktail let's call robin well maybe you could i don't know i don't, nope. I don't know if anybody's ever tried nope but this i know robin washington would be the first one to try hey, you know what can i ask him that when we get him on yeah because right. i i have a concern for him though i you you ask him the question and i'm telling him i'm concerned Oh, not this again. Really? It might be at. Hold on. Nothing's. If this. At least we got that. If this that goes might be a good sign. down today like this. The lax hooks. And Justin said, uh, if, it, if it's too early to call Robin, you could have uh, always missed out and reached that random lady again. That'd be money. Yeah, it might. That'd be that awesome. Might happen. That would be awesome. Did you call me? Yeah, we did. Good morning. You're on the morning hookup. That was that was a fun time. We got nothing from Robin. It's we, ringing. It's ringing. Yeah, it's, at least it's ringing. It is ringing. Yeah. Can he answer? Hey, stay right there. Can he hear us? I think he can hear us. <sighs> I think he's there, Robin. What's happening? What up, hey. Robin? Wash it. Nothing much. We were doing. We're good. We were just talking. We were wondering if anybody in the history of you going to Nebraska games, have you ever seen somebody in Media Road get a beer? Like right now. Or is it off limits? Have you ever seen what? Like anybody like in press row when you're out there, uh, you know, at the oh. hoops? <laughs> no, I have not. Is it off limits or is it just no. understood? There, had, they, had they sold beer at uh, earlier seasons, there were certainly points where I would have strongly debated it. This one hasn't gotten <laughs> quite bad enough for me to resort to that yet, but there have definitely been previous years and previous games when I don't think anybody would have judged me. 
Uh, also, I'm very concerned, and I'm sure Coach Hoiberg has a lot of concern uh, for you right now because obviously uh, you are right there with these guys. Are you, and I know probably Callahan too, are you taking care of your hands? Because the way the injuries are happening in Nebraska, we cannot afford to have Robin Washett hurt a finger. Yeah, day-to-day with a spring finger. Yeah, I, I can see that. No, uh been crazy. Um you know, I know some people automatically respond, well, everybody has injuries, but the extent of the injuries, um, the amount of games missed by these injuries and the importance of the players that have suffered these injuries, um, it's pretty rare. You know, I, I know Nebraska's had some injury bugs in the past, but I, haven't, I can't recall anything to this extent where you lose two starters for the season, your best player misses the first five games, uh, your starting point guard misses two Big Ten road games. Um, you know, you have one of your backup point guards out before the first first game he's even played with an offseason knee injury. Got Blaze Cato who's missed multiple games. I think he's played like a combined like ten minutes mm-hmm. over the last like five or six games. Yeah. So um I mean just go down the list. Like it's just one thing after another. Um and now the two most recent ones are by far the most significant. Um, there are four players that Nebraska can't afford to be without if they want to legitimately be competitive in the Big Ten. And now two of them are done for the season with Bandamel and Gary. So um, <laughs> it's a tough task um, for anybody, especially a team like Nebraska that you know, already was walking such a, a fine line between success and failure. And now guys like Jamarcus Lawrence, uh, Dan Dawson, uh, you know, and, and young guys that maybe – would you normally ease into the fray a little bit? They're going to get thrown right in the fire now. Um, obviously, Denham's already starting. Wouldn't surprise me if Jamarcus gets the nod tonight just because of his defense um, in place of Emmanuel. But those are two guys that they don't have anybody on the roster that can single-handedly replicate what they do. So uh, it's been all hands on deck, but now more so than ever, um, to where they need literally everybody that sees the floor to step up and play some of their best basketball if they're going to keep their head above water down the stretch here. We're talking to Robin Washett. So are there any players on the bench that we haven't seen really at all this year that you think probably will get some time tonight? Well, Sam Hoiberg's now your number three point guard. And, <laughs> you know, go. that's, uh, yeah, I mean, people are asking about Cale Jacobson. He's redshirting this year, so uh, next man up is Sam. Uh, and he, he was a good player in high school. Mm-hmm. Honorable mention All-State. Won 18 games to Pius and took him to the state tournament. But, you know, it's no discredit to Sam, but it's a drop-off. There's no question about it. I mean, a manual to anybody after that is going to be a drop-off, especially on the defensive end. So that's one guy I think you're going to see more of. Um, but I think the more realistic scenarios, you're going to see just a lot of moving parts where, you know, Will, Wilhelm's going to play the four and the five. Derek's going to play the four and the five. Denham's going to play the the four and the three, uh, maybe even <laughs> some two as needed. Uh, Wiltshire is going to play the three and the two. Um, you know, and, and you're going to see multiple players bring the ball up and initiate the offense where it's not just your point guards. Um, you know, Jamarcus is going to have to do more of that, obviously, but you know, Derek's going to have to take on more of that. Wilhelm is going to have to take on more of that. So, like I said, it's going to be a, a full-on collective effort here uh, where you're going to see some guys – Vault up the depth chart a little bit, but um, really it's going to be kind of everybody having to do a little bit more and take on some some different roles than maybe they 
normally had been in order to make up for some of these losses. Robin, I mean, when you look at it, I mean, uh, you you get to cover uh, these gentlemen that are on the basketball team and get to talk and, and um, kind of get to know them personally. Uh, I mean, you, I mean, the two that we've lost uh, in Gary and Vandemel. Talk about the, the 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 kids they are outside of of being on the court because uh, I know you've talked about it a little bit like. They're infectious. Their energy. Uh, Benimel's the kid that I know you talked about. Never seemed like he never had a bad day, and he's the one you feel so terrible for because it's since like his college career is now over. Yeah, yeah. People <clears throat> were wondering if there was any chance he could get a wave or anything. No, he's done. Um, now the the key is to utilize Nebraska's um, you know medical and training staff teams to get him back to full strength where he can go on and pursue a professional career somewhere. So. Um, really unfortunate because you're right. He's one of the best guys you're ever going to meet. Like he's the type of guy that, after you know a post-practice weekly press conference, goes around the room and shakes everybody's hand. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've never seen a player do that before. <laughs> and so that's just one example. And you know he came back on Monday when the team um, you know, had their first practice after his injury, and he had a big smile on his face. And Fred Hoiberg mentioned that you know a lot of guys were you know pretty down. Um, and obviously losing him as a player, but seeing a guy like him uh, have to suffer something like that. So, you know, the morale is kind of low, and then Emmanuel walks in. He's got that same big smile and kind of perks everybody up to where, you know, if he's carrying a positive attitude, everybody else can too. So, you know, it's it's significant in a lot of ways. Obviously, his on-court stuff is a, a huge part, but really just his leadership and Having a guy like that with with that type of attitude and that type of um, you know positivity, uh, that's a significant loss, especially you know in these games where times are going to get tough. They're going to face some adversity, and to not have a vocal leader like that on the floor with you, um, that's that's a major uh, major hole now that Nebraska's got to try to fill. But um, you know, Juwan's you know he's not quite as demonstrative as Emmanuel is, but um, he's. Just as much uh, a key leader, uh, you know. He said, "Guys feed off of him." Um, you know, he leads by example, but uh, he's also a guy that uh, can pick his teammates up when when they're struggling. So, you know, again, I, I said there's four guys they can't afford to lose, and those are two of them for a number of reasons, both what they do as players, and then maybe more importantly, what they do as leaders. Robin, one thing I've always wondered, and I I don't know if you'd know the answer to this, but people get hurt in college all the time, you know really bad injuries to where they need surgery and all that. So when it comes to them getting the surgery, obviously there's medical bills. Is that all covered by the school, the medical expenses and everything? Is that all covered by the school? Yep. Okay. Yep. So that's that's the good news through all this, that you know he's not going to have to shoulder a whole bunch of surgical bills or anything like that. That's, that's all covered by the university it's, you know, in, in your scholarship. That, oh, okay. that stuff is all under the umbrella there. So... That's why you want to look at a positive aspect of this. That that is, and again, you know, the, the fact that he's going to be able to go through pretty much his entire rehab, um, you know, with uh, Nebraska's facilities and resources. Uh, you know, you're not going to find much better um, aids in your recovery than, than you're going to get in Nebraska. We're speaking to Robin Watch at HuskerLine.com. Robin, uh, well, they'll be back tonight. They'll be down at Pinnacle Bank Arena, six o'clock tip on a on a hump day for Nebraska fans. Uh, looking at this matchup um, again. I, also going back a little bit, I think the pressure. I I, I want to see how, and you're probably maybe seeing this thing. What the pressure looks like and how they respond with these injuries out, because obviously Derek Walker, 
Like there's a ton of more pressure there to be able to stay on the floor and not foul. Um, and also tonight, maybe we got a little more of C.J. Wilcher that maybe that sparked him. I know it wasn't a loss, but it looked like he shot it a little bit better. Uh, but they'll be trying to do that tonight against a tough Northwestern team, by the way, coming off of you know, having the COVID time off or injury time and beating Wisconsin. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's a big part of it is, you know, the guys that they do have available, you know, are are they going to be able to pick up the slack? Um, again, it's, it's going to be tough just because, you know, they are already struggling to, to find consistent offense even with all their best players on the floor. Um, so now they got to do it without them. And they got young guys that, um, you know, are going to have to kind of learn on the fly here uh, against some really good teams. And, you know, Northwestern, uh, some people might not know, but they're fourth place in the Big Ten right now. Yep. They've got 12 wins and, like you said, just came off an eight-day layoff and, and went and beat Wisconsin. Um, so that's a pretty significant win. The good news for Nebraska is, you know, they've had they got an extra day off because of Northwestern's situation, and so they should be fairly well rested. Got an extra day of prep, and Northwestern's coming in here in less than 48 hours after just playing a hard-fought game uh, against a really good Wisconsin team. So, you know, I guess there are some advantages here, but um, you know, a lot of it, like I said, depends on um, just how these newer faces answer the call and it does put more a lot more pressure on um, the known commodities greasel uh walker in particular uh but you know i think the real x factors are cj wilcher and case tomanaga mm-hmm. i mean those two have to be able to bring offense to the table um with, with the limitations they both kind of have defensively um you know if they're not scoring uh, they're they're kind of wasted minutes out there, and you know the good news is Casey scored double figures his last three games. Mm-hmm. You know CJ uh, just got 11 points, his first double figures mark since December 29th. So um, you know some, some um, encouraging signs there, and they're going to need every bit of those guys. So they're the two best shooters on the team, and they need to start playing like it um, because, like I said, the the offense is going to be um, even more difficult than it already was. And if Nebraska can get those two guys going, uh, that opens up so much. It makes life significantly easier on Derek Walker. It makes Sam Greasel uh, able to utilize his size advantage and, and back down smaller guards in the paint because teams are having to account for the perimeter. They can't just pack the lane. So um, there's a huge ripple effect with those two guys getting going. And now Nebraska needs it more than ever, uh, just, just with the current roster situation. We're talking to Robin Washit. Yeah, I, I look at a guy like... Uh... Uh, Breidenbach, who has a chance to kind of, you know, do something and help this team because you know he's kind of been figuring it out lately. But I think that's a, a big part tonight is if Breidenbach can get going. If he can play without fouling, would be a good start. <laughs> um, he's really done himself a disservice by getting three fouls in his first minute on the floor. But you know that, yeah. I mean, he's another guy that you know Nebraska just needs more out of him. Uh, you've seen flashes of what he can do, but. Whether it's fouls or you know taking bad shots or, or whatever it may be, um, you know he, he just hasn't quite lived up to what Nebraska hoped and, and needed him to be. So we'll you know, add him to the list. Um, you know, he's another guy that he's played enough games now that you know he's he's a veteran player now. You know, and uh, they, they they need him to play like it. And so um, they, the thing is, they they've got options, but they just need those options to. To answer the call here, and it can't just be one of those deals where a guy has a good game and then three or four games of, you know, average to below average play. You know, they need sustained productivity 
out of these key remaining players that they have left just because you know they're they're getting pretty thin right now they have eight eight available scholarship players right now and so you know <laughs> you already got to walk on now as your number three point guard um time times are are kind of tough right now and so the guys that you're rolling out there you need every single one of them to step up and, and carry the load um Robin, has anybody asked the question to Coach Hoiberg, uh, who I believe was an 80-plus percent free-throw shooter in his college and uh, NBA career, on the fact of why we can't get that to happen at Nebraska? I think probably about 50 times the last <laughs> four seasons. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been asked, and they've tried everything. I don't know. Like, I, I wish you could explain it, because it's not like people are saying, well, they should recruit good shooters. Well, they do. Mm-hmm. I remember Teddy Allen shot like 90% from the free throw line in Juco and then comes to Nebraska and he's like a 68% shooter. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I don't, I don't get it. Um, you know, Sam Greasel struggling at the line. You know, Casey Tominaga missed a big free throw laid down the stretch uh, the other day. So, I mean, like, your best shooters, guys that are no, proven entities uh, as shooters, they come to Nebraska and put the jersey on. All of a sudden, they they can't make a free throw. I don't I don't know what it is. Um, I, I know for a fact they work on it. You know, they do stuff in practice. They went to the sports science lab to, you know, like an NBA 2K when they do the the little suit yeah. with all the white white balls on it. Uh, they did that to see where guys were like shifting their weight or what their motion was like. And I mean, they're they're tapping into every resource available and. I don't know. I don't know if there is an explanation outside of the Nebraska basketball curse. We're talking to Robin Watson. He said it. It's official. <laughs> yeah, there is a curse on this ba- on the basketball program. You said uh, it. You know, it's uh, the the evidence is uh, to the point where you can't deny anymore. I don't want to. I don't. So, somebody somebody needs to like sacrifice a little red at midcourt or something like that to get this thing back on track. <laughs> Something's got to. happen. We need to have like if you ever watch Peyton's places. You ever watch that? There was an episode mm-hmm. where he went back to I think Detroit. And they did something like that. And Detroit became good at football. Can Peyton Manning come here and figure out what's going on? You know what they need to do? They get Danny Mee back on midcourt and have him lead a go big red chant or something like that. Then, that's it. You know, it'd, be, it'd be like bringing Solich back for football. Like, yeah. That's the only way they're going to cure football. We should set that up. So, like, bring back all these dudes that have been wronged or something and just not even have a game. It's just a live whatever at PBA. And then we'll take it over. We'll march from PBA. Over to Memorial Stadium. We'll just do it all in one big swoop. Yeah, I can see that. That'll work. Yeah, you set that up, all right? Beers we'll for that. everyone oh. as you march, too. Yeah. Coolers, coolers, yeah. Oh, yeah, everything. Yeah. Uh, Robin, we'll pretty cool. I saw your tweet last night. Bryce McGowan's got his first uh, NBA start, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, they like him. Um, he was on a two-way deal, but he's been seeing a lot more action with the, the big club. Um, injuries have a lot to do with that. They lost... Uh, What's his name, Lamelo? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, you know, they're they're kind of hurting right now as far as their backcourt depth. But you know, it's created some opportunity for Bryce. Um, you know, and he's he's been, like I said, been playing a lot with them, and now finally got his first start. So they're they're very high on him. They think they got a steal in the second round, and um, he's one of those guys that just keeps getting better every time he steps on the floor. You saw it last season mm-hmm. where um, you know, he kind of. Struggled. People are like, "Wow, I thought this guy's supposed to be a five star," and then he ends up playing well enough to where he arguably could have been the the Big Ten freshman of the year. So, I mean, he's he's still very much scratching the surface on his development, but you're start, kind of starting to see that light go on with him, where um, he's he's not uh, not intimidated uh, playing under the big lights, you know, with against NBA competition, and 
uh, that first start, first start is another uh, milestone for him in what should be a pretty productive NBA career. They just found the better player. Ball out, McGowan's in. He's a better player. There you go. Done. I don't care. That's just the way it goes. Yeah, I'm in. There's a lot of people uh, that have now have theories about what we need to do with the uh, the curse. And um, Justin tweets <laughs> in. I wonder if there's been any studies to see if Shaq learned to shoot free throws at the University of Nebraska. He might have. You know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they didn't. Uh, they didn't teach me on Bordeaux free throws when he was playing in the. I don't even know where he was from in blue chips or not whatnot. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. There's a theory. I mean, they that... had good free throw shooters though. That's the thing. Yeah, like it's... I don't know. This is like a, this is a fairly recent curse. Yeah, it is. But it's fun. It's fun now that uh, Kelly Prater thinks we should have some kind of red goat Pinnacle Brink Arena to break the curse. I don't know if they were going to sacrifice the goat or what. I don't know. You know who was a really good free throw shooter? Bryce McGowan. He was. Yeah, he was. He was upwards. He was upwards around like seventy-five, eighty percent, I think. Mm-hmm. I was just because Will and I were talking about the free throws and the, and the difference of what it makes in your average scoring, right? And in key moment stuff. Because and I made the relationship, and I I wasn't drawing a relationship because I'm a Tar Heel fan, and I am. But it's the relationship I said the other night. Like Nebraska shoots twelve of twenty-three the other night, whatever, and they only average about sixty-five, seventy points a game, right? Somewhere in there, sixty-six. But the other night, Carolina ended up shooting like 39 free throws in a game. <laughs> but they made 36 yeah. of them, and they scored 80 points. Yep. There's such a relationship yep. in that average scoring margin if you just make those. Well, you look at Nebraska, too. How many of those are the front end of one and one? Yeah. They're finishing off an end one. Like, There's a lot of hidden points in that where you, know, you convert an and one, maybe that turns into a, a 7-0-8-0 rally. Instead, you get two points out of it, and uh, you know, you don't, you don't quite get the the same momentum behind it. So, you know, there's there's a lot of issues. Yeah, uh, I hope it gets better. Ten. Let's hope it just like free gets throw, better. Free throw shooting is how you win in the Big Ten. Like, yeah. When Nebraska wins, they're good at the line. They get to the line. They put players on the bench with foul trouble, uh, and they're able to convert, um, you know, through, through points off of those. So uh, if they could ever solve that solution, it's going to go a long way into – getting Nebraska back on track. It makes me think back. Wasn't there a game earlier in the year? I mean, we won. We won at Pinnacle. I can't remember the game, but we had multiple chances to put the game away, and we couldn't knock oh, the free throws. Remember that game? You remember, like, is that right? I forget yeah. the game, but it's like early on. It was something like we were up like three, and then we'd miss the front end. Then we'd get fouled again. We'd miss it again. It was just crazy. Sorry, yeah. I was having again, random thoughts. It's, in my it's head. one of those deals where they say <laughs> – yeah, they could ever figure that out. Um, a lot of these issues that we're talking about suddenly don't seem as big because they're winning games. Yeah. Justin, again, maybe the hoops aren't reg- even legal. Are they regulation or what? I think they might be bigger on the opposing, opponent's <laughs> side. Maybe they just need to start uh, flipping the, the way that direction they go and use the uh, opposing team's basket because those yeah. seem awfully big a lot of times, especially on three-pointers. <laughs> We're talking to Robin Washington. Uh, let's go over to football real quick. You got Matt Rule going on the bus, uh, busting with the boys podcast, which is pretty cool. And man, he's just everywhere. Everywhere you look, coaches are just everywhere. It's really impressive. But we just picked up that wide receiver Demetrius Bell, and I don't know. Give me your thoughts on uh, the coaching staff and the work they're putting in right now. Well, I agree with what Trev said last night, where you know, he's exceeded expectations for what they've done so far. Um, Granted, they haven't played a game yet, but as far as what that rule and these coaches could do to this point, I don't know if they could have done much better in killing on recruiting, 
Uh, you know, they've had some some misses and um, some unexpected decommitments or two, but uh, you know, beyond that, they've really revamped the roster. And suddenly, wide receiver went from a concern to you got to wonder like how they're even going to keep all these guys because they have so much talent in that room now. Um, and then, obviously, just the, the the PR where not just going on big podcasts and whatnot, but I'm pretty sure they've been inside every single high school in the state at this point between the entire staff, and uh, that goes a long way. They're making a concerted effort to repair some of the bridges that may have been burned over the years with uh, you know, the perceived um, ignoring of in-state talent by the previous coaching staff. You know, they, they clearly have made that uh, a top priority to not just go out there and see kids but see coaches and get to know um, you know, uh, high school coaches from around the state, athletic directors from around the state, and uh, making their presence known. If they're putting stickers inside the school uh, at various places with the big red N, you know, the, the block N, so that uh, kids, uh, you know, when they come to school every day, they're seeing Huskers. And so it's just this kind of long-term um, rebranding and repair job that uh, this staff has um, been really committed to, and I think that's that's important. You know, Matt Rule says in his opening press conference, he wants kids growing up dreaming of playing for Nebraska. The you know, best way to do that is to go and, and bring Nebraska um, and, and the program to them. So credit, credit to them for prioritizing something that, you know, the, the previous staff or staff uh, maybe uh, neglected over the years and, and to their own detriment. Hey, Robin, come more before we get to Adam, my friend. Appreciate the time. Hey, uh, you got something new you've been working on. Tell tell everybody about it. You got a little channel going on, don't you? Now with Husker Online. Yeah, we got our. Uh, I'm doing a little weekly, just a short little five or six minute basketball hit, but on our YouTube channel. That um, you know, we do a segment uh, during kind of the heart of basketball season on our normal Husker podcast. This one's just a little separate, a little bit longer. Um, you know, just just basketball talk deal. Uh, we did the first one last week. Taping the next one tomorrow, uh, so you know we'll see what happens tonight and uh, have some thoughts about it and talk a little bit more about the, the roster situation, injuries, and all that sort of stuff. So you can um, you can find it on our YouTube channel, the Husker Online YouTube channel. Uh, you can subscribe to that and you know get 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 all of them plus all of our other Huskers content. So um, yeah, it's just it's something different. Um, you know, the move to on three has really opened up a lot more doors for us to do more video stuff. So this is just uh, the latest addition to uh, our push to uh, a bigger video influence. Good stuff. Good stuff. I uh, Last one, and I didn't you know, um, it's probably, I, I want to know the gamut of emotions of Robin Washett um, when the Giants were playing this past weekend. I know it was a rough one. You might even been like, I'm done. I'm going to go, who needs me to fold laundry? I watched a grand total of two plays of that game. I uh, recorded it because I just wanted to put my kids to bed so I didn't have to like worry about them like <laughs> yeah. asking me for stuff during the middle of a playoff game. So put them to bed, got downstairs, and turned it on. And uh, wouldn't you know it, the thing didn't record. Oh. Um, I'm, I'm running it through Hulu, and I apparently didn't click the button hard enough or whatever. So it didn't record, and I turn it on. It pops up live, and we're down 28 nothing. I was like, all right, well. I've seen enough of this, so I uh, <laughs> I put I went I think I put on some Chappelle show and just like sat nice. quietly in my thoughts. And nobody bothered Robin. You are in a good. I think I feel like you're in a decent spot in fantasy football, though. 
I was decent as you. No, I got pro. I still think I'm. I figure this. I think I'm going to be like fourth. Like I said, I think that's where I finish. We'll see. We'll see. I. Uh, you know, the worst part about it is I need the Chiefs and the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, so I'll say that again. And, like, Can you say that again? Because I know that hurts. Puke. No, I didn't want to say it again. Uh, so, you know, that's that's what I got going for me. For me to win fantasy, I need, well, it's, I mean, the Chiefs are one thing, but, yeah, if I have to watch the Eagles in the Super Bowl again, I, I literally might throw up. I have a feeling that's why you're avoiding coming to see us on certain days, but that's fine. Hell, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, Robbie, <laughs> need a break. All right, brother, appreciate you, man. Uh, you know, bring us a victory tonight, man. I want to talk positive stuff tomorrow about Nebraska basketball. You know, if they need me to suit up a point guard, I will. You know, I'll I'll play some lockdown D and die for some loose balls. Might not score, but you know what? That's what the other guys are for. That's team effort. Thing, so. All right, Rob, appreciate you, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Yep, see you guys. Good stuff there from Robin Washington, HuskerLane.com. I've watched his YouTube already, so you should go check him out. It's like a quick five, six minute where he, like, gives you, boom, like, heat of the moment stuff. Good. It's really good stuff. So you can go check it out. Also, if you want to check him out, I did not give you his score prediction for tonight because we're going to give ours in a little bit, but he gave his. Okay. You can go to Husker Line to see that. So, all right. That was long, and I appreciate Robin so much for that. Yeah. Let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, should we do a, do- a daily parlay? Yeah, let's do all that. Right. We'll do the daily parlay when we come back.